Welcome to a very special edition of the Wits Up podcast. It's something that, well, let's be honest, I don't think anyone planned anything uh, that is going on in the world right now. So we're all, I guess, trying to, um, I don't want to say fumble our way through it. We're, we're trying to feel our way through what's happening in the world at the moment. Uh, and over the weekend, one of my very good friends, Kendall McDowell, uh, posted a few things on Instagram uh, that resonated really well with me. Basically, anything that Kendall says resonates really well with me. She is uh, one of those very, very special human beings. Uh, and I thought to myself, I I want people to feel the way that I feel when I'm talking to Kendall. Uh, she, she's an amazing person. And I, I hope that by the end of this podcast, you feel like I do when I see her in person physically and I get the old Kendall hug. It's a, it's just this amazing, beautiful bear hug that goes for a lot longer than you expect, but none of it is awkward. And you walk away from the hug with Kendall feeling instantly better. And I hope that by us having a chat here, we can provide you with a virtual Kendall hug. Now, Kendall, my very good yes. friend. Yes. I I I asked you to join me on this podcast, which of course um, you are one of those fantastic people who will do anything for their for their mates. So you jumped at the chance. But the reason I wanted you to join us on the podcast is because um you've posted a couple of things on Instagram and all the other social medias uh that has resonated with a lot of people I think it's helping a lot of people right now and I just automatically thought the world the world needs a virtual hug from my friend Kendall McDowell <laughs> and that is why you are on our podcast wow that's the that's the intro of the century. I've never been introduced like that in my life, and I, I'm likely to never ever be again. So I'll take it. That's good. I'd love to give a virtual hug to everyone. I'd rather give well, a hug in person, of course. But if virtual is all we can do. Then so be it. We'll we'll roll with it. And and, and the thing is, uh, and we, we will get to this. But your words uh, that that you're putting out there at the moment, um, and your I guess calming voice that's out there at the moment is fantastic, but I think one of my, one of my absolute favourite things about you is your actual hugs, and I, f mm. I feel that through your words as well. I can actually feel a ke no one gives a better hug, literal hug, than Kendall McDowell. That's high praise. Mate. I love giving hugs. It. It's do. a joyful thing, and I know what it feels like to be hugged by someone when they mean it and – when they linger just a little bit longer, not awkward longer, but just longer enough yes. for you to know that you are in that person's thoughts, you're in their energy field, you're, they're wanting to pass something on to you that's, you know, sort of transcends words. So um, that's why I like hugs. Yeah, they are the best. Yours are the, the actual best. Um, now, the reason this all sort of kicked off was – and I, I Unless you can read it out, do you have your phone with you where you can actually read your Instagram at the moment? Or Oh, my God. Well, that requires me to be able to flick between apps on this phone. And you know, of all people nervous. know that I have not the most 
I'm really good at hugs, but technology can sometimes baffle me a little bit. Like, I tell you, it took me at least half an hour to bang that post out because not only am I thinking about the words so deeply, but also having to, you know, work with the systems at hand to actually get the words on, I was going to say words on the page, but words on the screen. Um, and of course, yep. I have two small children, so that's always nice for a bit of intervention. But um, yes. I, I can try. It, do you trust me or is it easier for you to do it? Well, it's it's easier for me to do it, but I think between you and I, we we will never take the easier road. That the right road is for is, is for you to read it. Uh, and if you get cut off, then okay. I'll just call you back. That's not a drama. But the one I'm talking about is that first one you posted about. Uh, this is not social distancing. That's what sure. really. Uh, yeah, hit home for me and that is, well, there's many messages I hope people take from our chat but that is the the first one. Yeah. So the context to this, the lead up to this um, was a conversation that I was having with my colleague, Dr. Hayley Dickinson and we were kind of nutting out what, um, we sort of felt like we had a bit of an issue. We, were, we felt a bit allergic to the word social distancing because, of course, it, it alludes to the fact that we're um, – distant from each other socially when what we're trying to do is unite really amongst all of these mm. challenges that the world's throwing at us so we, we were sort of like no it's it's not that it's it's we are both kind of sciencey people by heart and by trade so the literal word physical just makes more sense in that sentence because you have to be one and a half meters away from someone or you you know <laughs> the the rules are all changing and are, and are different but the, in essence, it is a physical distance. It is certainly not a social distance. We are trying to be pulling ourselves together socially. So it's it's sort of the opposite, which is why that conversation came up and why I sort of wanted to um, put my view forward because I feel like every day I'm reading this language and language is my thing, right? That's my, that's my background. It's my love. It's what I find joy in and uh, flow. So I'm well, forever. sorry, just just to interrupt your flow. Sorry, sure, uh, when you totally say fine. language is, <laughs> when you say language is your background, yes. uh, give give our listeners a bit of an idea. Yeah, let's do it. Well, like anyone, I've had a few different jobs in my life. That's not going to be any different to anyone of the listeners out there. But I started life as a um, teacher, so I'm I'm a junior primary primary teacher by trade, and with a phys ed outdoor ed specialization so my life initially was spent playing netball and doing visit teaching so um, my education degree even though I didn't teach in schools for a long time oh can you hear those kookaburras I can. <laughs> you just uh, Kendall's just moved to Queensland, uh, and she she's living the dream. Uh, it's one thing we love about her is that she's an early riser, and um, and and is going to bed very early. And Queensland has like she it fits you like a glove. Oh, mate, Queensland just delivers. Yeah, Queensland yeah. delivers. Uh, uh, let me describe what it looks like standing here to you. There's just green all around me. There's just trees in the distance. There's fields forever. There's kookaburras flying overhead. They're laughing in the background. It's dusk at that time in Queensland when it's sort of like the best time of the day because the heat of the day has passed and there's just this beautiful warmth still in the air, but there's also a little bit of coolness. So it's not as oppressive as it is during the day. And there's pink in the sky and there's just uh, like, if only you could see this, it looks magic. But 
back to my back to the story because we shouldn't go <laughs> off track too much because we do tend to do that a little bit. So phys ed teach by trade, um, then w- wanted to apply my learning background in business. So worked in training and development, learning and development roles in in larger businesses and finance and more. And then a few little things happened along the way, which are minor, which I won't go into, but then um, opened my own business, had my own consultancy business where I really wanted to harness the idea and bring it to life of interviewing CEOs in front of their people, interviewing leaders in front of their people, CEOs, possibly not the right word, but just a leader in front of their people to try and equalize and and kind of abolish the hierarchy in organizations so that people could feel more connected to each other. So this idea of connectedness kind of runs all through my story. So bringing Mm. people together, and you know this anyway, it's just a thing. It's just a thing, just a thing I have. So but people need to understand that I know that, and it's yes. it's actually filling me with a lot of uh, joy and pride to hear you talking about all these things. Because yeah. yeah, this is this sums you up amazingly well. Yeah. So mm. I did that for a bit and really enjoyed it. But I I started my own business at a time which just happened to be one of those turning points in your life where you kind of have a nervous breakdown. So mm-hmm. it was it was like one of those cycles where I was certainly for the triathlonists out there, I was training for an Ironman. I was obviously in the lead up to that doing lots of other races as well. I was doing my masters, I was working full time, I was writing a book, I was just doing way too much. Just typical overachiever. And was feeling really good about the overachievement, which on reflection just seems ridiculous, of course. But at the time, I was like, this is just what I do. I do, I do all these things and I achieve. I, it just sounds ridiculous to me now. But um, at that time, the universe said, oh, I don't think you should do this anymore. We're going <laughs> to you know, give you some really intense um, symptoms and it's really going to force your hand and make you just have a break for a while. So... I did that and, um, you know, had some, had a couple of kids or had certainly had my first child in that, in that break, which I mean, like, that's not easy. (laughs) I don't know what, what kind of a break that was, but for whatever reason, (laughs) it was the right time for her to come along. And, um, yeah, then moved into a communications manager role for, for Endota, which is Australia's largest day spa. Um, so that's where I have just finished up after about six years there and and now I'm officially unemployed which if you had have asked me that in December I would have been like oh god that just feels like a really uh, strange place to be but it is not a strange place to be as we stand here right now because Mm. what what I'm realizing is that many other people are, are coming to join me which is certainly not by their decision um, but again, this great equalizer, right? The universe, for whatever reason, thinks that this time in our history is a time to just kind of flatten flatten the structure a bit because there's so many people yep. that I know who, you know, every day of the week you would, you would think would be killing it and um, unfortunately during this time for many people it's just – chaos it's 
they're back back to basics, back starting from scratch, and no one would certainly would have predicted this. And I guess this is where all of these thoughts around posting have started to rise to the surface because we we now are challenged with which direction we take, right? So mm. the media would the wider media, you know, commercial media, not not all media, but many would yeah. would want us to go down one path, think certain things, behave in certain ways, have certain conversations with people, spread certain things. And then there's a whole other path that you can take as well. So I guess I'm just treading lightly on those paths and working out which one's right for me and my family. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered the question. I, well, no, originally I asked you to, to, to read the post. Uh, oh, yes, I have it in front of me. <laughs> I have it in front of me. So there's this, So there was two yeah. po- uh, there's two posts in particular which have kind of sure. raised the most amount of um, dialogue around it. So the first one was about mm. physical distancing and social distancing. So um, it's prefaced by this photo which I've taken on a dirt road out where I live and I'm kind of pointing to the dirt road going, like, there's no one here. I'm certainly on my own, but I am not on my own, right? I'm connected to the world through the tasks that I'm doing. So um, I did make a reference to my chicken wings in the picture, which <laughs> I did, yes. which was kind I of I was like going to pull funny, you up on that one. Funny sap. Yeah, my chicken wings. <laughs> no, they're just like the jibbly jobblies are just, they're coming and I just have to accept them. So I'm okay with it. So I talk about physical distancing versus social distancing and, and knowing that there's a difference. And language is so important, right? So, so yeah. along the way, I've also done training in neurolinguistic programming and um, NLP, the acronym, is um, it's, it's a difficult one to describe, but for those who have done any training in that discipline before will know that it really is about understanding the scripts that you tell yourself. And knowing that people have built themselves particular scripts that just run over and over and over and over again in our brain, mm-hmm. in our subconscious mind, and that dictates how we behave. That dictates what we think about. It dictates our beliefs. It dictates our values. It dictates how we think about ourselves and, and, and how we interact with others. So language to me, both the language that I speak to myself in my own mind and the deliberate language that I use with others is is just so important. It's it's. I, I want to say it's so important to get it right, but the word right is not actually right in that instance. Mm. But it's mm-hmm. to me, it's something that I really focus on making sure that I um, that I really think about before before I speak. Um, sure. Sometimes yeah. that can be really debilitating, right? Sometimes you might have a conversation with me, and you're like, "Oh my god, just spit it out, woman! Stop thinking about it! Stop!" bloody doing that it's hard Um, but I'm really really thinking about what's coming out of my mouth because it's all really meaningful right I don't mean sorry that sounds egotistical it's not it's not what I'm saying is meaningful but what we all say carries so much meaning and it can be interpreted really differently you know across the board we all know that so this post says there is a difference I may be on my own out here but I'm still socially connected to the outside world I'm talking about food packaging with colleagues in Melbourne. I'm hashing out reno plans with our architect who thankfully came for the weekend and just got home on a plane to Melbourne. So there's a little special insert. Mm. I'm standing here typing this whole scenario to you. 
And I'm also thinking about whether my husband will tolerate soup again for dinner and wondering how the footy will be like with no crowds, but that's beside the point. So (laughs) we are creating physical distance, not social distance. We're tuning in, we're slowing down, and we're practicing all the stuff we should be doing anyway to maintain our general health. It's an opportunity for change, and that's a collective and a personal opportunity. So that was my post. And the response that you've got uh, is hardly surprising to me because, uh, I mean, people have been listening now for 15 minutes and I'm pretty sure they've already fallen in love with you and are just sitting down and their heart rate has gone down a few notches just because you have this incredible way of calming people, of um, getting people to... I don't want to say think outside the box, but just just think a little bit more because exactly what you just uh, said earlier that all of all of your language and everything that you say does have meaning. You don't. Oh, you've just opened the barn door. There, it sounds like. <laughs> Sorry, I just went to get a little <laughs> glass of water, and I was really trying to do that quietly. So the audio on this thing is bloody amazing. Let's just say that. Amazing technology, yeah, amazing. hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I say, we we have a joke between all of us, all of our friends, that whenever we talk to you, uh, you kendalize us. Like before we even know it, we we're just talking about the weather, and within. 60 seconds we I feel like I'm laying on the couch in a you know having a session with a psychologist (laughs) in saying that though it's not it's not that sort of um uncomfortable kind of scenario you just feel so at ease so comfortable speaking with you and that's that's why this this whole podcast chat um wasn't about solving you know the world's problems or even talking so much about coronavirus you know it was more about I, I the world needs to hear from the likes of Kendall McDowell because you just have this way of making people feel warm and and secure but also um uh mate let me sum it up I never question myself more than when I'm with you in the best way possible because you make me slow down, you make me think about things. Um, many people know that I got sick a few years ago um, and I was maybe one or two years behind you um, mm. being in a similar situation and you saw the signs well before anyone else with me uh, mm. and you were one of my go-tos. You, you know, helped, you know, get me out of that hole. Uh, so, again, it's another reason why I was just like, this. this is the kind of stuff that people need to be listening to now. Yes, there's... There's facts and there's uh, things that are happening at the moment that people need to adhere to, um, you know, for the health and safety of, of everyone. But how we cope with that is like that is your jam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was really nice. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and before we, before we move on with that, I actually do want to talk about how we met um, because <laughs> it, it's one of those – you know, in the movies, one of those meet-cute <coughs> yeah. type of scenarios. Um, yeah. But who would ever know that we would become such close friends after meeting on a mountaintop in Mount – was it Mount Buller? Um, Hotham. Uh, no. Um, uh, Hotham. No. Paul's Creek. Paul's Creek. Paul's Creek. Paul's Creek. Yeah. Same, when, same, same. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when the Falls Creek Triathlon was on and mm. you and two of your friends were out riding and were on the side of the road uh, suffering another flat for the morning mm. and we rode past you and pulled over to, to help 
Uh, and, you know, I offered to help, which basically meant that I asked Brett and our other mates to help actually do the work. And you and I stood on the side of the road, I think, well, from my point of view, falling in love with each other. Yeah, <laughs> like it just I think, was I this. Yeah, it was this bizarre thing to the point that I gave my phone number to your friend because she had her phone on her because you didn't have your phone or, or whatever. And then we were texting backwards and forwards and, yeah, tell Kendall I'll meet her here. And it was just the most <laughs> bizarre thing that happened. And now Fiona Mullins, the greatest proxy of all time. She is. Yes. Yeah. And what do I have to say about that? Well, for starters, <laughs> like, energetically you pull people towards you and you repel people. That's my belief anyway, right? So you know in your gut when you meet someone who you just align with. Without even talking about your values, somehow energetically mm. you there is a, a magnetic attraction to that person. And, you know, that just happened with you. It's happened with heaps of other people for me and I'm sure it will for you and I'm sure it will for everyone too. But there is something in yeah. your gut that knows when you've met the right person. And so Absolutely. it's easy, right? It's just easy. So there is no, there's no, there's nothing hard about it. You don't have to try. You, there's no uh, doubt, you know, there's an absence of all the things that would point you in the other direction. You're just, you know, immediately pulled to someone. So mm. that's why it was easy to form a friendship with you. And, and for starters, I just loved that you gave a shit, you know. We were on the <laughs> side of the road for 20 minutes not actively flagging people down, but kind of standing there going, we're in trouble, we need help, we're sort of out of resources here, can someone just notice? And I think that's yeah. a really big, um, that's been a big thing through my history as well. I, I think when you give a shit, you notice and you Absolutely. pick up things that other people might totally miss because they're in their own little cloud or bubble of whatever's going on for them, which we all do sometimes, right? So there's no judgment there. But hmm. noticing things and being an observer thankfully kind of comes naturally to me. I, I don't know why. Um, we all have different things that we're good at. That's just my thing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like um, I feel like I want the world to have more people who notice Right. And then when we're in situations like this, this is unheralded, right? This is totally different than anything we've ever had to deal with before. But even in less chaotic and world-changing events, I really wish people would just take a moment to notice things that are going on with people. And I feel like that could really instigate change in everything in the way we deal with people in the way that person might deal with someone else and in the way that they might feel connected or not connected or well or not well like you know the list goes on but it's certainly if I was to wish for something if I was to wish for an outcome at the end of this year it would be for more people to really give a shit mm. and, and I know that I don't know if you need to bleep that out. I'm sorry if I swore. I don't know if other people swear on your podcasts, but it's the only way of yeah. I know I have. It's the only way of really <laughs> describing um, what we're faced with, right? It, it's it's so it's such a strange intervention. It's 
It's like the universe is just gone, okay, guys, you're not listening to me at other times. I've told you about this. I told you about that. I showed you this. I showed you that, but you still kept on doing what you were doing. Mm. And, and really what I want to acknowledge here is that a lot of people are experiencing a huge amount of heartache and grief and loss throughout this process. So I am standing here in my beautiful backyard as the sun goes down and the, you know, the, the crickets are chirping and the can the I was going to say the kangaroos are laughing. No, the kookaburras are laughing. So I'm in a really privileged position to be standing here, fit, well, healthy, with space around me, you know, fresh air, clean air, beautiful food. Um, not everyone is in that position. I need to add that as a, as a disclaimer because I totally understand that. But it doesn't mean that we all can't just give a shit a bit more. Mm. Definitely. No matter where you live in the world, and and that's the thing. This is um, the 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 wider community community has never been closer together. Absolutely, or that's right. how it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's that's. I don't mean to sound woo woo, but that is really what the universe's intention for us is. I really mm. believe that. You know, if you look above all of the noise and you you take in the whole system and you think about what it means for all of the systems that we interact with, not just you and your little family or your suburb mm. or your state or your country, but the environment and the economy. And, you know, it, it just goes out and out and out. Just imagine like a whole series of bubbles all kind of cascading out. It just affects everything. But I think the only – yeah. I don't, I don't mean to go into stargazing mode because it's, it's not necessarily very helpful, but as I look at the stars, which is a funny metaphor, but um, I, just, I, I guess the theme, of, the theme of those posts is really all about acknowledging that we can't just kind of skip this year. Like, it, you know, it's happening mm. for a reason. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's forcing us to do things we've never done before. It's something we could never foresee. It's something we could not plan for. And that's a really scary position to be in, right? And so mm. the, the, the normal reaction would be to be fearful and people are fearful. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not fearful, but we have a choice about how we respond to it. We don't have to respond with fear. It's normal for us to do that, but we don't have to do that. We can choose mm. a different one. And I think when when we choose a different one that is more positive, high, you know, um, wider, a wider lens, I use the word lens a lot because it helps me to sort of articulate that it's about broadening your vision, right? Mm -hmm. seeing, seeing the whole picture rather than just seeing the little part of the picture that you sit in. I think we'll be better off. I really think we'll be better off for it. I, I, I know that some people will disagree with that and um, people who are in more stuck situations will have an adverse reaction to that. Of course they will because they're experiencing this, this, this trauma and this chaos in a different way to, to what I am. But I honestly think the changes that will happen will I have needed to happen for a while and this is just our wake-up call. Mm. I mean, you touched on um, what I was going to ask you next anyway, which was about the the whole and, – and 
obviously anyone who listens to this podcast or who knows me knows that humor is my go-to for pretty much every situation. That is, it's what I love, but it's also a coping mechanism for me. So I'm all about trying to laugh through this as well. And I, you know, and I don't see anything being wrong with that. Um, But, but, but there are the memes that are out there. One of which is let's just cancel 2020. Uh, And that that was pretty much the title of uh, one of your posts, uh, which you obviously you don't have an issue with. But again, it's the language that you're like, okay, get it. Absolutely understand for sure. However, let's think about things maybe this way as well. Or why do you feel like that? And I, I mean, I can in your words, I can I can hear you speaking to me directly to me because because this is speaking directly to me. Mm. Well, and that's great. I mean, that's excellent feedback. Thank you. Because that tells me that the cut through is happening. And that's essentially, you know, why you sit there for 30 minutes trying to be deliberate about your language. But yes, I'd seen that meme come up so many times on um, all of my socials on Instagram, which is only Instagram and Facebook, by the Mm. way. I do not converse (laughs) with anyone else on any other social media platform. Um, and at first I went, oh, that's kind of funny because it was written really well, right? So whoever did the initial writing of this, I really appreciate good writing. So I was reading it going, oh, it's clever, it's witty. And then I sort of sat with it for a bit and went, well, hang on a second. What does that mean? What what are we saying if (laughs) we want to cancel the year and get a refund and and move on to 2021? We're just not acknowledging. We're we're, um, collectively trying to sort of turn our back on it if that makes sense mm. so we're sort of saying oh no uncomfortable don't like this not planned not ready um no 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 can we just get rid of it and of course that's a, a a normal human reaction right we all do those sorts of things when we're faced with something that we weren't prepared for it's totally normal and I'm not saying it's not mm-hmm. but I think like you do sometimes and I call you out on it humor is too much of a default sometimes certainly in our Australian culture we laugh things off we make jokes about things um, without really thinking about why we're making the joke it just feels uncomfortable so we have to make a joke out of it to get it away from us like physically if you were thinking about it's like flicking it off like this I'm standing out here in the dark and now the mosquitoes are absolutely attacking me (laughs) because that's what happens in Queensland so even though it's lush and beautiful and delightful (laughs) the mosquitoes are like extreme out here so that's essentially it's probably a good example to use because I'm flicking them off like I just get away get away get away and that's what we do right that's that's a lot of the times we use humor in that way it's it's not uh thoughtful and witty and um appropriate it's a mechanism like you said before to try and stay as far away from this this discomfort as we can and I get why people do it, right? I understand it. It is human behavior. And we have learned that. We've learned it from our parents. We've learned it from our grandparents, depending on what culture you grew up in. Um, mm. You know, it's really a, an appropriate way of dealing with shit. But I shouldn't say appropriate. It's a common way of dealing with shit. There you go. Forever bloody filtering my own comments. But <laughs> um, I don't think it's useful in in this context because I don't think we do need to forget it. So, okay, so just uh, you saying it not being useful, can I um, rebut that and say is it, do you think, or what's your response to me saying I think it's part of the healing process uh, that you you almost have to 
uh, grieve or however you deal with it immediately. But then almost the next step is recognizing that that's what you're using as a defense mechanism or or whatever the case might be. I'll just talk about myself because that's what I know. Yeah. hundred percent. My, yeah. my de- default is humor for, for yeah. everything. 100%. And yeah. one of the things I absolutely learned from you and you'd still to this day, like you say, pull me up on it. Um, yeah. it, I will still pretty much go there straight away. And then I will recognize that in myself and then work on the next phase, which might be a couple of steps behind, say, for example, where you're at, where I turn it back into a positive. Cause I do believe that that's what I do, but I do believe that that is part of my process. Winning. Hey? Right. That mark gets 100% from me if I was to mark. Oh. <laughs> because what you've said, what you've become aware of is what you've done to cope. And that's yes. all we can do, right? All, all you can do is do a thing and then review it and go, oh, was that? the most appropriate thing that I could have done then you know was that had did that have the highest intention for me and for the other person no yes if it did carry on great if it didn't how could I have done that differently how could I choose some different words that might make that interaction different or make me feel a different way or just produce a different outcome and if Mm. you can do that and change then like that's that's all you can hope for right that's all you can hope for because we're all just learning I think that's one of the things yeah. that that's one of the hardest things that I have learned in my life because I grew up with this sense of perfection and having to be perfect and having to be right and not wrong and having to behave in a certain way and having to produce excellent results and having to do all of this and that sense of responsibility to achieve that is so heavy and mm. It's like a burden that you carry around with you and I think, and I'm still learning it, right? I'm still learning it. I do Mm. like to be right. (laughs) I do like, you know, if there's a game, I want to win it. Um, But I'm learning that it doesn't actually make me happy. So so when I, like what you just said then, if I apply that framework to when I do something, I apply the framework and I go, did that actually bring me joy? No. What the hell are you doing it for then, Kendall? Next time you need to choose this choose this instead of that and we're all doing it every single day of our lives and we will continue to do it until we die it's just if you can if you can do that if you can be disciplined enough to do that and aware enough to do that first of all it says that you want to be the best person that you can be I mean that's awesome right Mm. awesome um and if you are if, if that's all you can do then I reckon that's enough to to be honest yeah yeah, it, it, and I, I I do agree, and I think if, if you think that you have it all figured out <laughs> and you and you don't feel like there oh. is a need to learn about yourself, then you, you're God. way off base. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you Which, need to I mean, seek some I, yeah. <laughs> professional attention <laughs> yeah. if that's the case. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we, we're all just learners. Um, we're sure. all just learners and we're all evolving. We're all get different states of learning and sometimes you'll know more than someone else and sometimes they'll know more than you and it's just this – it's a flux. It's a state of flux, right? Yeah, definitely. Hey, oh I, I'm God. now now the cane toads are going to come out soon. Oh, I was <laughs> even going to mention that, like while you're um, <laughs> swatting away your mozzies, keep an eye out where you're standing as well. So yes. yeah, Queensland sounds amazing at night. Yes, it's really good. I mean, daytime is amazing. Morning time even better. <laughs> Nighttime, you just close your doors and in your pop. 
Yeah. Which is perfect. All about, it's all about creating the sanctuary and the, and the you know, having uh, the comforts of closed doors and windows at night time. <laughs> I truly believe that Kendall and uh, Bretty chose to have children so they had an excuse to go to bed early. Absolutely. Because they're not 100. Yes, yes, and I dearly <laughs> hope that my children grow up to want to go to bed early, even into their teens, so that I have a great excuse to continue. Because there will be a point of which Adam will say, it's my, Adam's my husband, he will say, um, I think you could probably stay up for a bit. And I'll go, no, I'm just, it's just not in my DNA. And I actually don't think it is. <laughs> the great thing about living in Queensland is that you rise with the sun and then you just back inside prepping for bed as soon as that sun goes down it's my circadian (laughs) rhythm so I'm at home here it's good and I'm very happy to hear that and witness that uh last week um but before I let you go because I mean we could sit here and chat all night it would make well actually not all night wouldn't make you all that happy no but we yeah we could chat for a long time (laughs) uh but you do have two children that need to be fed and go to bed but before I let you go, um, th- there was one more thing that you did post, which is about an I- an actual idea that you are yeah. going to try this this week. Can, t- talk me through that, um, and maybe the, our greater community can think about adding it to their um, daily process or weekly processes. Yeah. So while we're oh, quarantined, such a sort of scientific hard 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 word yeah to use Mm. but while we're in this situation where we are inward and turning in having a think about how to live a a new life albeit a temporary one right because this will pass it will pass but we're forced to do something a bit different in the interim I really wanted to and this was just a me thing this wasn't necessarily an everyone else thing it was just something that I thought that I wanted to do with my family because I've been banging on about um, about sitting with the discomfort, about using this time as an opportunity to challenge myself to do some things that I hadn't done before, obviously within the, the boundaries of the, uh, um, the rules that we've got at the moment, right? So, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be heading out on a holiday anytime soon <laughs> to <laughs> jump off a bridge in New Zealand. Wouldn't really want to do that anyway. But I wanted yeah. <laughs> to I wanted to challenge I, w- I wanted to commit to doing a few things. I said three because three is my favourite number. I don't know why it just is. I wanted oh. to challenge myself to doing a couple of different things which would see me grow during this time. So instead of just being like keeping the homeostasis, so, you know, just keeping it level, I want to use this time to do some things differently. I, I want to optimise my experience when... I could contract, but I want to expand. You just dropped something. What was that? Sorry, my phone. Sorry. So I'm just looking, <laughs> I'm just looking so, through your Instagram posts. Yeah, my posts. So, mm. so um, what I committed to doing was that I would write down three things that I want that I had been avoiding. Right. So, so I guess the th- the theme of this time, if there was to be a theme, is committing to doing some things that I've avoided in the past and I've avoided them generally because I'm either fearful of them or I feel some sense of discomfort in trying them and I wanted to do those three things and share them with everyone and I also wanted to see if my kids, Pippa's a bit young, she's only three, but India's seven and I reckon she will get 
this task. I reckon she will have her own three things that she Definitely. wants to do. Um, so I wanted her to participate as well. I haven't spoken to her about it yet because I was just going to get my own three sort of nailed. But then I sort of thought, oh, maybe other people want to do this as well. Maybe other people are interested in growing through this experience and and sort of taking it as an opportunity to challenge themselves with some things that they've really put off before because there's a stack of stuff that we want to put off, right? If it makes us feel a bit weird, we just run a mile. And we run a mile for, you know, biological reasons. I, I get it. But why? Like, could could we not now? <laughs> could we just try mm. and um, and do something about it? So that by the end, once it passes, you will feel, this is the intention for me anyway, that I will feel as if I have really um, expanded rather than contracted. Mm-hmm. So I want to... I don't want to contract. I get that we're doing like a physical contraction. I get that our boundaries and our borders and our um, our limitations physically have been contracted, but I don't want to contract myself and I don't want my children to do that either. I don't want them to be fearful. Yeah. I don't want that to breed in our house. I want it to be a, a time where we focus on doing stuff together and on learning and on growing and on changing the routine up a bit. And we can at the mm. moment because we're well and we live, you know, in a beautiful setting and there is nature all around us and, you know, we're very lucky. Like I say, I will keep coming back to that because I realise that we're in a really priv- privileged position to be able to do that. But, um, yeah, I really – I'm sick of avoiding some things, to be honest. I don't want to do it anymore. Sure. I, I, I just want yeah. to um, position them differently so that I don't see mm-hmm. them as obstacles right? anymore. Yeah. So that was where that came from. So are you in? Because <laughs> you haven't Me yet personally, committed. Yeah. I, I've been very busy. <laughs> I, of course I'm in. I, I'm always up for a Kendall project challenge um, opportunity to, to grow from learning from and, you. Absolutely. And what I love about this is learning about what, what people's things are, right? It's so interesting. So my things yeah. are going to be totally different to your things. It's going to be totally different to someone else's things. But we're all committing to something which has the same intention. So it's the same as like this, you know, this global issue that we're, we're facing at the moment. Our lives, our reality is slightly different from person to person. We'll live in different settings. We live in different countries. We live in different states, whatever it is. We live in different geographical um, setups with our housing and our food and everything's different, right? But this thing equalizes us. It brings us all down onto the same level. We, there, there isn't a hierarchy. When it comes to the sure. virus, yeah, and that's well, pretty amazing. Tom Hanks got it. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, it doesn't no, discriminate. Right? It just doesn't discriminate. No. Yeah, um, and I think that there's an opportunity in that. I think that the the insight that we get from that is is uh, something we might not get again. Yeah, 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 definitely not not um, to this extent. No, for sure. Yeah, or maybe not in our um, lifetime anyway. Maybe our children will. Well, well let's yeah. not even think about that. Let's just deal with no. it. Right <laughs> <now>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Let's not uh, open up that Pandora's box. No. Um, K-Mac, yep. you're a legend. 
Speak fun. Oh, uh, oh, I mean, I know that this is actually probably quite therapeutic for you to be able to discuss these things. And um, so you're welcome, really. Yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) yes, thank you for saying that. And yes, it has, it is always enjoyable talking to you anyway. But to talk about this topic constructively and openly is, is fun. You know, and Mm. there'll be people listening to this, and this is what I love about podcasts. There'll be people listening to this which might go, oh, yeah, that resonates with me. But then they might go, oh, actually, no, I want to challenge that. Or, no, I think differently about that. Or I have a different view on that thing that you just talked about. Or, oh, I have Mm. an idea of something that I want to do for myself. Like, whatever the hell it is, the fact that it sparks something is Mm. great, a great's not the best word I could have chosen, but you know what I mean. Like it's that—that's what we do this shit for. We do it so yeah. that someone will have a response to it and will do something with their own lives. That's it. Definitely, it. you know, that's it that in is. a nutshell. Absolutely. Um, bef- just sorry, and I, I always say this, and I'm really rubbish at um, uh, wrapping up interviews because I always come up with just one more thing. It's the same yeah. as when. Uh, you're trying to kick us out of the house and I'm like, just just one more drink and then yeah. we'll go. Uh- <laughs> and then I end up going, I'm just going to go to bed and you can just yeah. stay as long as you like. That's essentially what happens. And then Brady says, mm, I'm going to go too, but not in the same room. <laughs> just putting that out there. Yeah. Oh, yes, make sure that's yeah. very clear. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, before you go, I just wanted to also uh, let people know just that little bit more about you. And obviously we told uh, everyone about how we met, but also for those of you who don't know, Kendall was pivotal in me uh, not only deciding to launch WitsUp, but she she held a focus group, I think we can call it, um, before we launched. And WitsUp would not, A, would not have started the way it did, B, would not be where it is today without uh, Kendall's input, whether it is deliberate input or just learning from her um, along the way on many different levels, on a personal level from a business perspective. Uh, Wits Up would not be the the brand and the voice that it is without Kendall McDowell. So I, I needed to. I hope I hope that I do thank you enough. I probably don't. Um, but th- this is another opportunity to actually thank you for everything that you've done for me professionally uh, and personally. Are you going to cry? Are you? No, but I do want to say that's beautiful words. And you know what? You've actually raised a really good metaphor to to close this podcast on because that exercise that we did right back at the birth of your business involved bringing people together and workshopping, sharing, kind of mix. Like if you could only see me standing here now, I'm I'm mixing my um, arm like as if I was making a cake. Because (laughs) that's what we did for you. And I say we, right? I was one person in a whole group of people who committed to making your thing a really good thing. And so absolutely, that is what we can just apply to this whole situation. We come together, we share whatever it is we need to share in order to make this thing a better thing than what it currently is. 
individually for us and also collectively mm-hmm. for you know our environment our um well, our environment i mean god if that's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. one of the most important things that we can all come together for then what is but we can all assist each other to get a bit of a leg up here and when this yep. thing passes we can be in a better position Again, I say most of us. Some of us will not be. I, I understand that. Um, and I feel yucky when I even think about that. But many of us have an opportunity to be in a better position than when we started. But it takes a lot of discipline and focus to see that, right? You've really got to broaden your vision because it's so easy to get mm. caught with narrow with narrow vision at this time. Um, that's what fear does to you, of course. And we all know that's a normal human emotion. But... To finish, if we all come together, if we all give out a few little ingredients and put it all in the bowl and we mix it all together and we have great intentions, then, God, let's just see what happens. For sure. Kendall, we love you. We love you too. We, I, (laughs) we, me and the mosquitoes standing out here. (laughs) I haven't seen a cane toad yet, but God help me if I do because I really don't like them. Yeah, fair enough. There enough. Um, thank you. And maybe, maybe let's see how this podcast goes. I'm, I know that people will love it, uh, but maybe we can catch up again in a week or so, and maybe even get um, Dr. Haley. Yeah, Dr. Haley. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Who her special. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Then you keep going. No, you know what you're talking about. I'm guessing. <laughs> We're all guessing. <laughs> we are all guessing. <laughs> But Haley, certainly from a science perspective, is the facts gal. So, um, and she herself has been through some excellent nervous breakdowns. So we can all just share a bit of the the wisdom and knowledge that we've learned through our um, through our. Well, I don't even know what to call them. Through our breakthroughs, that's what I'll call it. Oh, through good, our breakthroughs, good. yeah. But she she knows all the the science around stress and fear and what it can actually do inside the body. So for, it would complement this talk nicely because you know I'm yeah. banging on about that stuff, but she can actually explain what happens and why why we need to work on that. Our I response. Love it. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much. 